Welcome to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Our show is all about the exciting world of real estate, and in particular, how it relates to the lucrative New York market. But if you're not planning a real estate transaction in New York, we still have plenty of information that you can use no matter where you are. Now, here's your host, Vince Rocco. Good morning and welcome everybody. This is Good Morning New York. It's Monday morning. It's 64 degrees here on April 14th. We're all excited after this horrible winter we've had. And for the past couple of days, we've had summer-like weather. Did you know that the Manhattan real estate market got off to a robust start in the first three months of this year? One of the reasons is that a result of many signed contracts for ultra-luxury apartments in new developments with multi-million dollar price tags. The flurry of activity at the top pushed the number of sales to a seven-year high for the quarter and sent the average price per square foot to a soaring record of 1363 uh, per foot. Although it is very clear in my estimation that the severe lack of inventory of the last several years is finally beginning to impact sales volume and pricing. A lack of large development buildings and the harsh winter weather here in New York was probably a factor. Uh, according to Pam Liebman, chief executive at the Corcoran Group, that combo of bad weather and low inventory had a pretty significant effect on signed contracts this quarter. She also said that some sellers opted to postpone listing their apartments and having open houses until spring to avoid the cold weather and snow. With that said, we're going to talk today about new condo developments and the sales of such with a great group. My featured guests today are Ian Reisner and Roberta Benzilio, and of course our store broker panel is here and we'll get their opinion. We're going to start with Ian. Ian is a managing partner at Parkview Developers. Parkview is in the business of developing residential and hotel properties in New York City. He has developed the 505 condo in Hell's Kitchen, a building with 108 units, and the Out Hotel in the same neighborhood. Ian combines, he also combines and gut renovates residential apartments in luxury buildings. Ian, good morning. Thank you for being here today. Good morning. Have you bought an apartment over the weekend? <laughs> no, I didn't. But listen... So, you know, as we talked about um, in the intro, the condo uh, new development market is back in full swing. You know, you and I remember the robust market place in 2006, 2007, when I was selling your development at the 505. But the market changed in 2008 and really didn't come back for several years. What, in your opinion, is fueling this surge in condo sales? Yeah. You know, in every marketplace, it's the marginal buyer that drives prices and that drives overall sales. And right now, the marginal buyer coming to New York, uh, foreigners, um, there's such a flight to safety around the world. Um, Venezuela and Argentina have had their problems the last year or so. Now you have Russia and Ukraine. Um, you see a huge propensity of foreign buyers looking to buy stable dollar assets. Um, New York real estate considered one of the safest of all of those assets, dollar assets. So for me, that's at the margin. Um, then at the, um, in the reality of the demographics, we are back to a growing population in New York. I think we hit over 8.4 million people living in the five boroughs in the last 12 months. Um, we were 8 million people 20 years ago. So you see demand coming from the city itself and then foreign buyers just looking to put money to work here in New York. And I think that's what's driving this recent condo sales boom. And talk to me a little bit about the the new um, the the luxury, the very high end, the super rich, the uber wealthy. You know, whatever you want to determine or or, or label it, it seems that these uh, apartments are flying off the marketplace at price tags that are you know out of control. What is what is driving that business aside yeah. from um, you know everything else? Yeah. 
you know, that goes right back to my first comment about flight safety. Um, you're seeing folks from random foreign countries um, and the major foreign countries like China, Brazil, Russia, looking to put very large sums of money to work um, in the U.S. to have um, money in a safe asset. Um, banks pay about 0%. I think if you put money in a Swiss bank account right now, you have to pay them a quarter of 1% to hold your money. Um, here they can put their money to work 10, 20, 40, 60, even $100 million. Usually these transactions are happening with all cash. There's no mortgage. And they're able to put very large sums of money to work in what seems to be a, a climbing, growing, um, appreciating real estate market. So I think that's one of the things that's driving, um, driving Uber high-end condo sales market. The other thing is New York is basically the capital of the world. And we've spent the last 12 years, when I say we, I mean our last mayor, um, reinforcing that we are the place to be for culture, art, fashion, the place for really cool new design. Historically, New York did not have the greatest in design buildings. Now we're getting some amazing design buildings like you'll see in Barcelona and in Dubai. And as a result, people just want to be part of it. And I think that's what's driving the high IA, high end. What do you what do you see out there? I'm seeing that the price. I mean, developers obviously always are trying to look for a good deal in in buying land to to build their buildings ground up. What are you seeing out there as far as prices uh, for property? I, what I'm looking at are pretty exorbitant um, high prices for land these days. Before you even start with the the cost or the price per foot for construction and developing, what's your opinion yeah. on that? Yeah, in terms of land, um, I personally have seen land prices double in a year. I bought some land in the 30s off of 5th and 6th Avenue a little over a year ago, and right now we are getting offers to sell that for double what we paid for it. So we're talking about land that went for three-something a foot, now going for six-something a foot. Um, there really is a dearth of supply. There are very few developable sites um, left in the Midtown area, call that the village through 96th Street. And um, as a result, there is um, prices have gone up dramatically. Um, for land, and um, I, I don't see it continuing much further from here. I think we're going to level out um, based on the price that the condos are selling for, but it has been a huge, huge rally in land prices in the last year. You know, you and I used to talk a lot about, uh, and the marketing department uh, that helped us sell the building, about amenities and what was important to buyers, you know, in the buildings during that period of time. What, in your opinion, are buyers looking for today? I mean, how many amenities can we put into a building brand new building, and do they really make a difference? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, Tribeca has some of the most expensive real estate in New York, and it's had the most appreciation of the last two decades. Um, folks that live there are the wealthiest, most sophisticated people in the world, and their demand for amenities are almost none. Many of the condos in um, Tribeca don't even have a doorman, which is the most basic of a New York amenity. Mm -hmm. When you think about places like, you know, the West Side, where your office is on Riverside Boulevard and the Upper East Side, where you have more traditional families with children um, and in demand of amenities, there it's critical. The gym, community center, the party room, dog walking services, concierge services, that's critical. But I think the amenity that's most critical right now is technology. People need to make sure their cell phone works in their apartment. So many developers miss those basic, basic infrastructure development, putting in routers and extenders throughout the building. People need to make sure there's CAT 6, and now there's even CAT 7 throughout the apartments. 
and not in one place in the apartment, in many locations, because who knows where you're going to put your home office or your desk. So then there's a lot of other technological things that people like, the ability to turn the radio on and off when they're not home because they left it on, or the air conditioning on or off remotely. Right. So I think the technology amenities are what's the, um, the most important thing right now as opposed to the physical amenities. The lack of inventory obviously has fueled a new development marketplace as well as the resale marketplace so much so what i'm seeing today you know the pre-launch of buildings the long list of uh, buyers who are sending uh, requests into marketing departments as again we we are very well aware of when we opened up the 505 in 2000 i think seven i'm seeing that again obviously sales offices are opened again uh lists of buyers mailing in again uh before the sales office is even open the de- huge demand to get into these these developments obviously very familiar to you what do you think about that does it inspire you to want to do this again ian <laughs> well you know it's, it's interesting you say that I'm, I'm looking at some land in the west 40s not far from the 505 and trying to secure a site so we could create another one of those entry-level buyer apartment condo buildings. Mm-hmm. We're talking inventory below $1,500 a square foot. You know, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, $1,600, so we can appeal to first-time buyers, which are really priced out of the market. Um, but what I think is driving what you described, where there's a line of people waiting in a new sales office, is there were three years where banks were barely lending, right. and developers were barely producing real estate, and now we're in a marketplace where banks are starting to lend again, fueling buyers, and there's no demand. I'm sorry, fueling demand, and there's little supply because banks weren't lending money to condo developers in 09, 010, and 11 to build buildings. So few buildings coming online, but a lot of people now able to buy apartments. And not to mention the growing population that we talked about, and the fact the economy is overall improved. In Europe, so we have you know the perfect it's a perfect storm for for you know um, things flying off the shelf, so to speak. Well, in your opinion, with that said, so, you know, we discussed the, the, the high cost of property. We've discussed the, the intense demand to get into developments uh, just before they open. The existing average price of 1363 per square foot, where do you think, where do you see the average price per foot going in the next, you know, uh, three to six months? Yeah, I think it's a high end, you know, three to $7,000, $3,000 to $10,000 a square foot. Right. I think that's price for perfection. I think it builds in um, it builds in everything, and I don't see appreciation at that end. I actually see so many developers looking to only build this really expensive stuff that's actually selling it well above replacement costs. You take the price of land, call it five hundred to a thousand dollars a foot. Mm-hmm. You take the cost of construction, call it five hundred to a thousand dollars a foot for the most bizarre thousand foot building. You're talking two thousand dollars a foot. Throw in some wastage factor in a building and amenities, you're still talking below $3,000 a foot, and people are trying to sell this stuff for five to 10000 a foot. So at the high end, I don't see any reason for an explosion in price because there's so many high-end buildings coming on market in the you know 57th Street through 62nd Street, uh, Madison, uh, Lexington Avenue through Central, you know, a little west of Central Park West. So that's my opinion on the high, high end. On the low end, like, for example, $1,000 a foot, 116th Street condo developments. I think that stuff is going to remain firm and go higher in price because there's nowhere in New York for a thousand, eleven, twelve hundred square foot where you can get new real estate, and for that matter, it's trading at or below replacement costs. So that's my view. I, I think the low, low end will remain firm and go higher, and I think the high end is capped out. 
Ian, we have to take a break here. We'll come right back, though. I appreciate you spending time with us this morning, so don't go away. Uh, We'll be back after these messages, but first, you are listening to Good Morning New York on the uh, Voice America Variety Channel. Don't go away. favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Put Blue Realty Group to work for you. Blue Realty Group is a full-service luxury real estate brokerage firm in Manhattan. With our global reach, unrivaled marketing capabilities, and veteran team, Blue serves some of the world's most exclusive and high-profile buyers and sellers. Visit us today at BlueRealtyGroup.com. At Blue Realty Group, we feel that people matter and results count. Our mission with you is to meet and deliver expectations to drive the results you want. We're ready now. Visit BlueRealtyGroup.com. That's B-L-U-RealtyGroup.com. Tired of lackluster results with your marketing? Craving more leads in your business? Tune into the Mojo Marketing Edge with the team behind Mojo Global Marketing, Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez. Winners of the Marketer of the Year, they will show you how to generate daily leads, build databases of raving fans, and close deals faster than ever before. See what's hot right now and how you can tap into it to generate an endless supply of customers and clients. The Mojo Marketing Edge can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific time 11 a.m eastern time on the voice america variety channel think you've seen everything there is to see in online television let us surprise you visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports health business and more on demand 24 7 listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to vrocco at bluerealtygroup.com. That's vrocco at blurealtygroup.com. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back with Ian Reisner, uh, developer at Parkview Developers, who, as we talked about, uh, put up puts up lots of residential buildings. I want to talk to you, Ian, about your hotel venture. Um, that's a, been a huge success, the Out Hotel here in New York City in Hell's Kitchen. I've had the privilege of watching that project from its infancy to its conclusion. Why do you think this concept works so brilliantly in Manhattan? Well, it's an interesting use of residential real estate. Um, the Out NYC Hotel on West 42nd Street in 2009, when there was absolutely no financing available for new construction, I was able to take a 1959 drive-in motor in, very similar to the Stanley Hotel Miami, 
and develop it into almost like a luxury motel, which I would call an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. And we converted it into an urban resort, which we called the Out. It was initially targeted to be a gay-oriented hotel, and it's turned out just to be a chic, fun, um, boutique hotel. As many gay as, as well as straight people have um, enjoyed our property over the last uh, two years. Give me, give me your, give me your favorite term. What do, you, what do you call this hotel? I love it. Yeah, you know, we um, we we used to call the hotel straight friendly, and now we're just everything friendly. <laughs> um, Lady Gaga actually took over the hotel two weeks ago and changed the name to the Guy Hotel. G U I um, displayed all of her vid- all of the stuff from her video throughout the lobby and came and had a one hour experience on the property last Friday night. That might have been the best night since we've been in business. <laughs> so it's a hotel for everybody. It's for fashion, for art, for gay, for straight, for people that want to spend time on Broadway and in Midtown, right on 42nd and 10th in the heart of Hell's Kitchen. Ian, not that I ever doubt you because I've, I've worked with you and I know exactly what you're, you're capable of. And i got to tell you something. The place is just... Uh, it's just a screaming success. It's really amazing. So let me ask you about next steps. What is Parkview involved in these days? What are you thinking about? What are you developing? What's happening behind the scenes? When are you coming up next? Absolutely. Um, my partners and I are looking at building a hotel in the 30s on Fifth Avenue, um, the only strip of Fifth Avenue that really hasn't developed, you know, below 34th Street and above uh, Madison Park. That's one next project, and that will be mostly hotel with a small residential component. So something reminiscent to um, the hotel that went up on 38th Street, where it's mostly hotel with some condos at the top. Um, in terms of other projects, I think the out boutique hotel concept might work well in other major cities, and I'm looking at doing something like that in Chicago. And I'm looking to continue to um, develop residential high-end apartments on Central Park South, like I've been doing the last 15 years at 230 Central Park South. So that's enough to keep me busy for the next couple of weeks. Of the next couple of weeks, I get it. All right, listen, Ian, we have to end there. I thank you so much. Uh, love to have you back again. Um, have a great day. Have a great trip back to New York. And once again, thanks thank for joining you. us on Good thank Morning you. New York. Thank you, Vince. All right, we're going to talk to my next featured guest this morning, Roberta Benzilio, and she is the Executive Vice President of Halstead Property Development Marketing. She is in charge of operations, management of new business, client relations, pre-development planning, and sales for all new development projects. She has many years in real estate business and at one point was president of the William B. May Company. Holstead Property Development Marketing is the exclusive sales and marketing firm for numerous new developments in New York. They consult with developers on every aspect of the development process, including pre-development planning, comprehensive market research, detailed unit mix, and floor plan analysis, amenities, plannings, and so so on and so forth. Um, I worked for the division for five years, the best five years of my real estate career. So, Roberta, I want to get into it first, but let's find out a little bit about your success and your rise to the top of a very large division at Halstead. First of all, good morning and welcome to Good Morning New York. Good morning, Vince. Good to to talk to you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So, where did you start your real estate career and how long ago? Well, I started my career in Brooklyn, actually, in the early 80s, um, when uh, I had bought two houses in Brooklyn, and the independent broker tried to talk me into getting into the business. And in those days, the interest rates were 18%, so it was a tough market. Mm-hmm. What is it about real estate that's so intriguing to you? I mean, you do it well. I've worked with you for many years. Um, you kind of live and breathe real estate. What about it, though, is so intriguing to you? Well, um, compared to other industries, besides, on, 
On your other uh, question, though, actually, the funny thing about, about starting my uh, career in Brooklyn, actually, um, it was, it was uh, intriguing to me because I loved all the turn-of-the-century brownstones that were in Park Slope in those days. And um, it was a different time, and the news networks were not so favorable about the, the press, so I used to try and get them to change their image of, of Brooklyn and, and run more favorable press. But it's kind of ironic that nearly 30 years later, Brooklyn has become a very prime destination. And then I work at Halstead Property Development Marketing, which happens to dominate that market and represents some exciting property in Brooklyn now, like uh, 388 Bridge. So it's, it's just come kind of full circle there. But what's intriguing to me is initially it was um, the challenge and the satisfaction of introducing and negotiating homes for people that they could afford and they would love in an area that maybe they haven't even considered. But now it's more about the creativity of new developments and having a hand in the ever-changing landscape of New York City and bringing new and exciting spaces to the market. All right, so you joined Halstead Development Marketing about 10 years ago, I think. My number is right. I'm not sure. But anyway, how do you yes. compare to your current position? Uh, how do you compare your current position to the ones you've had in the past? I mean, obviously, you ran resales. You ran a company. You were president of William B. May. I hear you about the development and the creative process uh, in marketing. How do you compare that? Well, um in some ways, in all my positions, I've always uh, hired and trained brokers and enjoyed watching them succeed, and I still manage a lot of people. But in this position, I'm involved with the craft of developing property. So I enjoy that process and trying to, to help make that a success from start to finish because it's always something new and different. Um, and, of course, there's no better place for me to work than with the fabulous people at Halstead. But the the business of real estate has always been one that is uh, very challenging and always changing and never boring. I hear that. You're credentialed in your profession. What does it take to be you? What does it take to be me? Well, I'm not sure about <laughs> that, but uh, I think what it takes uh, anyone to be successful is, is having a drive and a passion and ethics and, and being able to be adaptable to whatever it is you're, you're up against. Um, loving what I do and gathering knowledge and experience, being honest and forthright with people, and, and good old-fashioned hard work have always been the foundations of my career, and, and I've enjoyed success from that. Um, you know, I wear I wear many hats, and uh, um, you know Steve Kligerman, our president, who's terrific, and I've been lucky to work with him on uh, more of a corporate level and helping to run the division. And I get very involved in the pre-planning phase of a project. And um, but my main responsibility is to oversee and manage all of our on-site sales operations. I wanted for to our ask. I, I wanted to ask you about your responsibilities. What what exactly are they? Because I do know you, and I do know you wear many hats. Uh, <laughs> what are your responsibilities, really? Well, um, like I said, I run some of the, you know, I run our division on a corporate level and managing, you know, who we are and what we do, but my main purpose is to make sure that our developments have really great on-site sales operations. I direct all of those operations. I um, hire and train the staff. I work on strategic planning and pricing and releases until it's sold out. So I'm busy on 10 or 15 projects at any one time going from site to site, making sure that, you know, things are running well and people are doing what they should be doing. Yeah, you we, you have a team, obviously, and, and a full line of services. And so for my listeners around the globe, 
who don't understand necessarily what on-site selling is or development is. Can you give us a brief description of what you and your team bring, how you bring a product to market and what you actually uh, accomplish out there? Sure. It's it's the Hofstra Property Development Marketing offers a full range of services to developers. Um, our craft sort of starts with working closely with the developers from the start of a project, from the concept uh, stage of it, and we work on market analysis. We'll do feasibility studies or zoning studies to help them decide if this is the right place and what can be built in this on this property. Uh, then we go into what we call a pre-planning phase, and we do the unit mixes, how many one-bedrooms and two-bedrooms or three-bedrooms should be in a building, uh, the floor plans and their layouts. Uh, we talk about the building finishes, the apartment finishes, whether it's cabinetry or countertops or, or fixtures. Um, and then we move into the marketing phase where we design all of the brochures and the marketing materials that we use to promote a building. We do ad campaigns, and then we'll set up a model or sales center. And then I hire staff, and we go to work, and we sell or lease out the development. So it's a, it's a whole timeline, and, and the whole process can take maybe a year or two, depending on how large a property is. All right, listen, stand by. We're going to come back. I have to take a break. But first, you're listening to you're listening to Good Morning New York on the Voice America channel. Don't go away. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Put Blue Realty Group to work for you. Blue Realty Group is a full-service luxury real estate brokerage firm in Manhattan. With our global reach, unrivaled marketing capabilities, and veteran team, Blue serves some of the world's most exclusive and high-profile buyers and sellers. Visit us today at BlueRealtyGroup.com. At Blue Realty Group, we feel that people matter and results count. Our mission with you is to meet and deliver expectations to drive the results you want. We're ready now. Visit BlueRealtyGroup.com. That's BLURealtygroup.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. TRN. 
You are listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll free in North America at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to vrocco at bluerealtygroup.com. That's vrocco at blurealtygroup.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with Roberta Benzilio from Halstead Property Development Marketing. So, um, Roberta, at your development sites, uh, the ones in particular that you guys are responsible for, what is the average price per square foot these days and why? Well, Vince, that's entirely location-dependent. For example, the Adeline at 23 West 116th Street in Harlem is asking 1250 a square foot, um, although the client was a little conservative when we first came out and it was started out a little lower, but it's been very big demand. And at like 540 West 49th Street in Hell's Kitchen, we began at 1300 per square foot and we are now over 1500. Wow. And at 21 West 20th Street, um, it's over $3,000 a square foot. But in each neighborhood, HPDM has projects that are on the leading edge of pricing, but it really is location-based depending on um, what type of building you're offering, how big the apartments are, and as you know, the prices in the city have been all over the place and going up, 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 up. I don't think I've seen them this high in a long time. So, No, I, I haven't, and that leads me to the next question. So the chronic lack of inventory, obviously, the last several years has impacted you know uh, all of our business, whether it's resale or new condo development. Do you think that you're driving traffic to your developments based on there's nothing else to buy? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think the market in general um, embraces new development because it's all the latest and greatest of uh, you know amenities and technologies and, and uh, finishes. But the lack of inventory really has made this a seller's market, and it's actually brought out many new developers. Um, at HPDM, our pipeline has increased by about 35% over the previous good market before, you know, the correction. Correct. Um, but the, the supply and demand has reduced the absorption time to less than, like, six months now. And pricing, of course, as you know, is at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's become a very fast-paced market. And... Um, you know, it's making buyers a little frenzy, but buyers should, uh, a note to buyers, if you're listening, should be very pre-qualified and prepared to move quickly with offers and signing contracts and, and not expecting any concessions these days. Uh, and we're even going back to selling off of floor plans and no mortgage contingencies. But Amazing. Um, the, yeah, it's, the lack of inventory is really um, made people have to work a lot faster than normal. Again, so for my listening audience out there who's not necessarily familiar with how things work in New York and in new condo developments, how do you guys go out there and actually get or find your development projects? Um, well, we we have a lot of knowledgeable new business directors at, at HPDM, and our directors network with their contacts, of course, they're constantly out in the field and, and investigating and learning and meeting new people. But we also get referrals from our clients. And when we're lucky enough to be able to have a lot of repeat business. We've done maybe seven projects with the same client. And also some of our great Halstead agents will bring us projects. So we, we have all different sources. And then people just either find us at our website um, at hpdmny.com or... Um, 
like I said, mostly referrals. Um, and what we do is we go out and we pitch with the whole Halstead team, and which collectively we have about 100 years of experience, and we present our ideas and our plans, and we hopefully win the business, and that's how we get it. How is business these days for you guys in Brooklyn and Harlem? I mean, I know you you sell all over the place, but you've had uh, tremendous success in both of those areas of Manhattan, uh, New York City, rather. How is it going these days? It's booming. Mm-hmm. All said, uh, property development marketing, is it dominates the market in both those areas, as you know. Um, right now, I mean, Brooklyn has become the go-to borough these days. And right now we are representing the tallest residential tower in Brooklyn, in downtown Brooklyn at 388 Bridge Street. And in Dumbo, we have two incredible condominium developments coming to the market soon in the next half of this year. And a rental that's probably going to be ready for occupancy in about 18 months. And up in Harlem, the Adeline, which I mentioned, was over 50% sold before we even came to the market. And now it's about 70% in a very short period of time. So... Harlem and Brooklyn are are definitely uh, go-to neighborhoods. Um, So I I asked Ian, our developer, earlier about building amenities. What are you seeing on your development sites as being important, need to have, must have, want to have as far as amenities? I mean, I remember spending many, many chats with you guys about what people wanted. What are the amenity, top amenity choices today in buildings? Well, I think, as Ian said, um, technology is really important. People want smart homes, they want to have, uh, you know, convenience, they want top-of-the-line um, uh, appliances, and and um, I think a big thing right now is bike rooms. It seems like <laughs> the city is getting more and more embracing, so we're having bike rooms and dog runs, and um, and even, uh, I think, you know, the, the media lounge or the the owner's lounge is, is becoming... Um, you know, more sought after as a, as a meeting place for people to be able to socialize and do business. So those are some of the top. And, and of course, roof decks are still in big demand. It always is. Um, Roberta, listen, thank you so much. We have to break there. You um, run a very tight ship. You've got a very busy schedule. Um, it's a very successful organization. I remember well. I love you much. Thank you for joining me, and I thank hope to talk so to you soon. Thank you so much, Vince, and great luck with your show, and I appreciate being there. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. The residential sector, which cratered in the immediate aftermath of the 2008 financial crisis, continues its remarkable comeback story. New York residential construction boomed in 2013, for example, and is continuing into 2014. As a result, the city's construction sector hit a five-year peak in 2013, while spending on residential construction was the highest in decades. You know, buyers are out in force, and development sites are selling out quickly again. I have our star panel today. I'd like to introduce them. Uh, joining me again is Parul Brambat. She is a very seasoned agent for Core Group Real Estate and has had many years' experience. She's a member of the Million Dollar Circle for her firm and is well-versed in the sale of co-ops and condos and townhouses. Back again also is Deborah Hoffman. She works at Town Residential and is a 15-year veteran of the industry and known for her loyalty and her honest and ethical approach to all her clients. She focuses her business on the Upper East and Upper West Side. Back again, Rachel Alshuler from Douglas Elliman, and she balances the diverse needs of buyers, sellers, renters, as well as developers, our topic for today, with diligence and professionalism. With experience on closing out multiple new development projects in the last 12 years, Rachel knows all facets of new construction. She's consistently honored as a top producer at Elliman. And my friend Dorothy Somak from Halstead Property, she began in real estate as a manager of a small development firm where she provided on-site 
uh, management of a company's growing portfolio of residential rental properties. She went on to own her own real estate company. And she's been with Halstead Property now since 2001, where she continues to specialize in condo sales. All right. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Vince. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Vince? Um, good. So let's start with Dorothy. What do you think has caused this flurry of activity in new development sales? Well, Again. the lack of inventory, for one. There's been so little uh, developed in the last five years, and um, resales are, are so down because there's hardly any product. So um, people are just gravitating towards new development, and there's some really good product out there. It's just very expensive. Yeah, the price per square foot, as you've heard before, um, between Ian and Roberta, is really climbing, escalating, especially uh, along the lines of luxury. Um, you're, you're climbing at two, three, four thousand dollars a square foot. Dorothy, when you're out there with customers, when you meet them for the first time, do they come to you and say, "Listen, I want to buy a new development," or "I want to buy in resale," or "It doesn't matter. You just tell me what I need." Do you have a specific, you know, sector of people who only want new development condos? No, I I sell mostly condos. And my uh, buyers want, you know, good product, and they're looking for price, obviously. But when they can't find what they need, they go towards uh, development. I think development is maybe an afterthought because they have some ideas of where they want to be in particular. But well, as I said, when we can't find it, we look at elsewhere, and we look at things that are coming up that are in. Right. Rachel, prices are oh. is a factor, though, because they are much higher. So they're spending, you know, twenty five to 3000 a square foot, where in resales, they could find maybe something similar for twenty five, for two to twenty five hundred. Correct, Rachel. What what has the financial crisis of the past taught buyers in today's new development uh, situations? I think that it's taught them to be aware of the fine print and also to know what questions to ask before you sign a contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, know your closing costs. They are typically four to five percent of the purchase price in new construction. Uh, know the tax abatement. What are the estimated taxes once the abatement expires? These are questions that they have to know. What's the percentage sold so that banks will be able to finance? How many of those are investors? All these questions um, are, are so relevant and so important for buyers these days, whereas before before the crisis, people just, you know, 100% financing, FHA, just sign here, and then it sort of caught up with them. When we're talking about that, so, you know, were any lessons learned, though, from the lost investments during the crisis of 08 and 09? I mean, all of us remember whether we were on-site selling or we had clients that we brought to these uh, locations to buy, how many people lost their deposits? Is there fear today when you're out there in a new sales office that, or hesitation that they want to buy, but they don't know this could happen again? What is What is that about? I'm sensing less fear about that these days, uh, mostly because banks have cracked down and they really make sure that the buyer is qualified. Um, People know that they say, if I lose my job, can I carry the mortgage, the common charges and taxes? Again, these are questions that we've all learned. And so before they move with new construction, you have to manage their expectations. And if you go for a resale, it's a lot different. New construction is a whole level. You have to be knowledgeable. Um, and it's up to the broker to sort of educate and guide the buyer before they go to new construction. Yeah. What about yeah. the housing bubble? Anybody any in your, in your uh, projects or, or just in your in business hearing anything about housing bubble like we used to hear several years back? 
about to burst, or we don't, we don't know what it's about? Well, people are concerned about the market turning in general, the economy. And um, people, there is, you know, a little bit talk about uh, the concern for that. But I think in general now, with the inventory being so low, people, some people just have to move. And it's their home. So um, they're going to move no matter what, and they're going to pay for it. And if things turn around, they've got their new home. And the people that can't afford it, a lot of people are moving out of the city, um, you know, to Queens. Queens is becoming popular, Long Island City. Uh, Brooklyn, of course, is, you know, the, the definite next step after Manhattan. And people are doing what they have to do. But um, I, there is some talk. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if, you know, uh, it affects Manhattan as much as it does other areas. Parul, how are your um, buyers dealing with the high price per square foot at these development sites or just the, the high price of, uh, per square foot in, in any sale these days? I think what's really driving the prices is the lack of inventory. So um, it really what I'm sensing is that uh, people aren't finding what they want in resales and then they recognize that in order for them to sort of get the quality, the views, the, you know, maybe the brand new uh, feel of an apartment versus something that's run down, older architecture, etc. Um, they're just going to have to step up and bite the bullet on price. I think what does help, however, with these, these buyers is the understanding of how new development works. And I think that becomes part of our job to sort of get them to understand that if they get in early enough in a building, and generally speaking, I mean, even even at 75, 80% sold in a building, still by the time that any buyer in the building is going to go for a resale. So whether someone's flipping the property or um, selling it a couple of years down the road, I mean, traditionally, it has now just been the case that the way new development works in this town is um, whatever price that you purchase at, a resale will be priced at much higher in the building and it'll, in fact, be valued in accordance to what the purchase prices were from the sponsor, from the developer. So because there is an upside that has been pretty inherent in just about every new development, with perhaps the exception during the market downturn, I think there were definitely a couple of examples in Battery Park City and even Harlem that don't exactly fall um, in line with this case study, but except for those outliers, the fact of the matter is, is um, is traditionally for years now, I would say just 10 years for sure, if not 15, um, any new development purchase has culminated into a good investment. So at the end of the day, it's explaining that concept to the buyers and the savvy buyers understanding that themselves that drives them to be comfortable with the higher price per square foot. All right, let's hold it there for a second. We'll come back after this commercial break. You're listening to Good Morning New York on the Voice America Variety Channel. Don't go away. favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
put Blue Realty Group to work for you. Blue Realty Group is a full-service luxury real estate brokerage firm in Manhattan. With our global reach, unrivaled marketing capabilities, and veteran team, Blue serves some of the world's most exclusive and high-profile buyers and sellers. Visit us today at BlueRealtyGroup.com. At Blue Realty Group, we feel that people matter and results count. Our mission with you is to meet and deliver expectations to drive the results you want. We're ready now. Visit BlueRealtyGroup.com. That's B-L-U-RealtyGroup.com. Listen for MD Radio on the Voice America Variety Channel. That's Muscular Development Radio. Every Monday, your host, Sean Ray, will take you inside the world of bodybuilding and health and fitness. The show will feature Hall of Fame bodybuilders, trainers, judges, and the future champions of tomorrow. Plus, you'll be invited to participate in our call-in Ask the Pros feature. And our nutritional spotlight will feature products that can help you achieve your fitness goals. MD Radio is broadcast live Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to vrocco at bluerealtygroup.com. That's vrocco at blurealtygroup.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about new condo developments here in New York City and around New York, uh, around all the boroughs. Deborah, let me ask you something. So who, in your opinion, is or in your business is the profile of buyer for new developments? Actually, I think there's two profiles. One, as Ian mentioned earlier, are the people coming from other countries, sometimes countries that might be in financial turmoil. And not only do they want to be here in New York, but they also want to shelter their money a little bit. They, they look at it as a real investment. The other profile are people who live here, live in the United States. They want to be in Manhattan. They want a home. They want a certain neighborhood. And new development offers something that's done. It's brand new. They don't have to do any work. Sometimes it's a second home. Sometimes it's a retirement home. And they really want that neighborhood and that kind of development. Dorothy, I know on the heels of that response, and that was very good um, and right on, but on the heels of that response, you know, you do a lot of international um, uh, work with buyers and sellers. Where do you think in new development uh, most of the buyers are coming from today? Well, a lot of them are coming from Brazil. As Ian mentioned, yes, uh, Russia, uh, all of South America, actually. Israel is also very popular. Israelis love to buy here, and I work with a lot of Israelis. So um, they're really coming from everywhere. And I would say about 30 to 40% of the buyers now are foreign buyers. Um, yeah, I, I see that a lot, too, even on the resale side. Uh, and as Deborah said, mostly to park money for you know investment purposes. Um, Rachel, when forecasting your business each year, how much business do you get from new development buyers versus resale? Uh, again, that's 30 to 40%. That number keeps going around and around. Um, I either, for me, my team and I, we do both the listing side, so we have our own projects, mm-hmm. and then we also work with buyers. Okay. So um, I, this year actually will be closer to 50% for us. 
Perul, can you talk a little bit about the type of marketing that's required when working on site? I know you're uh, currently on site or almost finishing up a, uh, uh, a project. What kind of marketing is, is yeah. required? Well, I think um, personally for me, this is the work that I absolutely love to do because um, my former life was a, being a strategic management consultant. So I feel like it helps me bring in a branding strategy aspect in new development that um, isn't the same when you're doing a one-off resale. Uh, I think that there are a few different components. One is creating a brand for the building itself, um, understanding sort of what the building is offering and, and what your target market is, what sort of buyer it's going to appeal to, and then really catering a brand that speaks to them in mass marketing. Uh, the other is also the way uh, you go about releasing uh, how many apartments you release and which apartments you release first as you go through the sales process because when you have 100, 150, 120, however many units in a building, obviously you cannot release all of them at the same time. Uh, so it really becomes about understanding sort of which way to release in order to maximize profit for the developer while at the same time being relevant to the client. Deborah, what neighborhood do you think right now is the hottest for new developments? I mean, they're popping up all over the place, of course, in all boroughs, but where do you think uh, is the hottest marketplace right now? Well, everyone talks about downtown being very hot and also along the 57th Street corridor, Mm -hmm. but in defining hot, I'm thinking about the Upper East Side because there's new development there, and people don't talk about it as much. There's 737 Park Avenue, there's the new development on Madison Avenue and 60th. There's all kinds of things that are a little under the radar because they're not as bright and shiny, but they're great value. And a lot of people, especially from out of the country, are really looking at these developments because it's a quieter neighborhood. They see longer-term value there. All right. So you you mentioned downtown, and, and my research tells me that in many cases, Prices met or exceeded expectations, particularly in the downtown market, where about 260 deals were done over $7 million, compared to 80 um, in 2012. Who, who are these buyers in the downtown market, and why is it so hot? Anybody? There are a lot of celebrities. There are a lot of bold-faced names and foreigners, but there are also local people who live in the United States, live in New York, and they want to be downtown. They have money. there. It's like that, that book, The Millionaire Next Door. There are a lot of people who can't afford it, who want these properties, and they have the money. They're just not out there as a bold-faced man. Are these the profile, as we talked about, I think, two weeks ago on the program, uh, the very uber-wealthy, under-40 um, person who wants understated, is not out for flash, uh, but just want a quiet, new comfortable condo to live in. Are these the people who are purchasing? Or partly? Yeah, I think it's also, just to add on to what we're talking about, we're forgetting about empty nesters mm-hmm. um, also, who are coming back to the city and who want to be at the hotspots. And we're also talking about first-time buyers. I mean, when I talk to my developers, it's that's like the first thing we think about, is how to get these first-time buyers. A lot of them are savvy. They're on the internet. They know what to go for. They want quality, and they also don't want to deal with contractors. I think that's what drives new development big time, is that they want triple mint, move-in condition. We all know dealing with contractors is a tough thing, and we don't have the time to do it, some of us. So um, 
that's a definite point on top of the foreign buyers because we've been talking about that as well. Dorothy, we have a couple yeah, minutes you know left. What? And Vince, the one thing Sorry, that it feels that we don't say so so much uh, since this market crash is the, are the word consumer confidence. I really feel that as uh, inventory keeps staying low um, in the city, I think consumer confidence is really going through the roof because people are starting to acknowledge the fact that the reason why there aren't as many retails is, is that people who are purchasing new apartments are holding on to their old ones as for investment value. And so increasingly people are seeing the value that we are living in a shrinking market and we live on an island at the end of the day and eventually there's only going to be so much property to go around. Um, I think that also is now getting people who traditionally may have thought renting was a better idea, Mm -hmm. um, specifically finance guys, um, hedge fund managers, uh, used to traditionally think, I would say even in 2005, 2006, where they said, oh, well, my money um, is better invested in the stock market. Uh, These days, with the volatility in the stock market or what seems to be projected volatility coming up in the next year or so, um, I think also is driving people to put money into the real estate market. Dorothy, we have about a minute left, and I wanted to ask you, because I know you do a lot of condo conversions, and there seems to be a lot uh, of that going on uh, as opposed to new ground up. What is fueling this movement? Well... Again, lack of inventory and uh, the uh, value right now of uh, selling condos at high prices for the developers, for the owners. Um, you know, uh, rentals are great. The rental market right now is a little soft uh, in comparison to what it was, let's say, a year ago. And this is an opportunity for them to really maximize their uh, dollar and um, create some great product. Um, I live at the Sheffield, and that's been a huge success. Even though it, it survived the downturn, uh, it's doing so well now. I mean, I, I just sold an apartment there for over $2,700 a square foot. Oh, wow. So, um, <laughs> you know, you can get some really, really nice product out of uh, conversions right now. It's really a terrific uh, thing. All right, listen, guys, I want to say thank you once again. You're always so very well um, prepared, very well, uh, very informative. But as always, the clock is ticking. I want to just end with saying it's interesting that, you know, with the apartment rents rising quickly in many areas of New York, the spreading housing recovery is reviving. Interest in the long-dormant condominium market, as we've been talking about, it is amazing what has been happening again here in town, but a nice change. And all of this has attracted interest from very high-level investors who are very quick to purchase in New York. And so we continue. Next week, I'm going to be talking to New York City real estate rising stars. We have a few rising stars coming on to chat with us about how they got into the business, what drove them to come into the business, and how, through all of their study and all of their hard work, they become what uh, the real deal, for example, is calling um, rising stars. Don't miss that. It'll be an interesting discussion. And that's all for this week. Thank you again for joining me. I'll be back next Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific Time, live on the Variety Channel here on the Voice America Network. You can always catch the show later in the day or anytime on the website, voiceamerica.com. Remember, you can tweet me at Vince Rocco or find me on Facebook. Until next time, have a great week, everybody. Thanks again. Thanks for tuning in this week. Please join us for another edition of Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco next Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Here's hoping all of your transactions are successful ones.